0: Well, good morning to all. How are you today? Excellent. Excellent. I like to hear that. It is just good to to be here, and I would like to welcome you um, for uh, this moment. Um, as you know, uh, I come from uh, the Southern African Indian Ocean Division. Uh, it is uh, one of the three divisions uh, in Africa. Uh, Africa is divided into three divisions, Uh, one, two, three, West Central, East Central, and Southern Africa Indian Ocean Division, which is the southern part of of the continent of Africa and the islands uh, in the Indian Ocean. You have the small islands and big one. Big one is Madagascar, my home country, and uh, the smaller ones... Uh, One is Mauritius, the home country of my wife, and uh, we have smaller islands there like Reunion, which is part of France, and then you have also uh, St. Helena, uh, where Napoleon was uh, exiled. Uh, So you can see some interesting uh, islands and also countries, but the most important thing is that uh, that is the field that the Lord wants to conquer uh, for his glory. I'm very happy to to be here uh, just to share the experience experience, uh, that uh, uh, I have discovered uh, in the Bible and uh, in the spirit of prophecy. Our division uh, is made of uh, 23 countries, 23 countries and territories we call them because A country like uh, Reunion is part of a bigger country, which is France, but that part is uh, part of our division. We have uh, right now 2.5 million members uh, in that uh, division. We have uh, 20,000 congregations, uh, 38 conferences and fields, and eight unions. Uh, The Lord is blessing in a mighty way. Thank you again for coming. Um, Very glad to see all of you. And we do believe that uh, the Lord will bless us in a mighty way. I just want us to pray as we begin. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the time that uh, you are giving us. We know that uh, you will do wonders. You will do great things in our life lives as individual and as a group. We pray, Lord, that you take over right now and you change our lives. Thank you again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Uh, I've decided, I think uh, that was about five years ago, that I will never run a seminar or a preach. If that seminar, if that meeting will not change lives. He said, what's the point of multiplying meetings? What's the point of spending time with just better, uh, maybe it's better for us to, to do some other things than to go for a meeting and we will go out the same. So I've been praying and asking people to pray for this seminar that all of us will be changed, including me. So that when we go in, we are, uh, we, we, have certain, we are in a certain situation. And when we go out, it must be different. So I've been praying. Uh, we have people who are praying for hours for this seminar. Uh, that this will be used by God to change lives. To change your life and to change my life. Because the bottom line is this. We must be changed. We must be. We must be different. And uh, the topic I like it unashamed, meaning stand and be different, because this is this is how Jesus Christ was and is, and uh, that should be also um, the way we should be as Christians. So just be ready for the Lord to change our lives. Just be ready for. An extraordinary journey, spiritual journey, that the Lord will do it. For the six uh, sessions, we will spend time studying the Word of God and the Spirit of prophecy, and at the same time, we are going to pray because this is about the power of God. We are not going just to talk about theory here, we are going to pray. We are going to Uh, to ask God to do mighty things in our lives, in our families. And when we go out, as I said already, uh, we know that the Lord has done mighty things. uh, I remember of a seminar that I conducted in in Zambia. That is one of the countries in our division. So we uh, conducted a a seminar uh, at the same time conducting an evangelistic campaign. So in the morning we had people for the field school 120 like in the bible 120 said we want 120 people and uh, we said we are going to ask God to give us the power and uh, at the end of the meeting said now we are going to preach but the burden must be lifted away and uh, we spend time praying we ask people to write their burden said write and uh, uh, we uh, can assure you that no one will read this except god so we will dispose of these uh, these papers but write your burden write your aspiration and we prayed i can tell you later on The Lord has done wonders. After that prayer, the Lord has done wonders. And uh, I am praying that that will be also our experience here. Not only to know uh, mentally, but especially to have this strong experience, the change in our lives, that we will be different. Okay. So, the topic of today is no power. Why? No power. Why? You see, I want you to read what is written in um, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 9 and 10. Here, God uh, is almost like challenged by one of the prophets. And here it is. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Are you not the one who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep that made the depths of the sea a road for the redeemed to cross over? So here, the prophet Isaiah is asking or telling God, O oh God, Something is wrong. What is going on? When we read the Bible, when we read the accounts of the children of Israel, we see mighty things. You have operated many things. How come we don't find them now? How, why, Lord? Awake. Maybe you are sleeping. Time to wake up, God. Please wake up because we are tired of just reading but not experiencing. Isn't that our experience many times? When we read the Old Testament, when we read the New Testament, we are saying, wow, this is power. This is divine power. That's good. But what about me? What about my church? Could be very good to have the same power. So the question is, why? Why we don't have that power? What is the problem? Isaiah thought That it was God. God was sleeping. Maybe God has changed his mind. You know, children, I used to be strong when I was uh, young. But now, you know, after many years, I'm older now. Uh, I cannot do this anymore. Isaiah thought it was God. Isaiah said, we are reading about uh, crossing of the Red Sea. We are reading about many things you have done, but we don't see them now. Wake up, God. And we continue. In Judge, Judges, chapter 6, verse 13. Gideon as well. He said, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about? Saying... Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? He said, God, you are no longer with us. We don't find those miracles. We don't find those great things. What is going on? We know for a fact that you can not do it, but why we don't find them now? That was the question of Gideon. And you know the song, Oh, for that flame. The writer of the song as well. He said, where is that spirit, that which dwelt in Abraham's breast and sealed him then, which made Paul's heart with sorrow melt and glow with energy divine? Oh, well, for that flame. And here again, the songwriter, is not their grace as mighty now as when Elijah felt its power? So the songwriter also is asking, He said, God, when I read about Elijah, it's wonderful. You know, even when he he died, even when he died, you remember uh, something happened. Um, Someone was dead also and touched the bones of Elijah. And what has happened? You read the story. That one was resurrected from the dead. So power. So the songwriter said, Is not their grace as mighty now as when Elijah felt its power? When glory beamed from Moses' brow or job endured the trying hour. So they are asking the questions, why no power or little power? Why? What is wrong? That is our topic. Why? And then we are going to see how. Why and how? What do we need to do to retrieve that power? So that when we read the Bible, it is not just for reading, but we can say also, by the grace of God, yes, the Lord has given me this power. Power to be and power to do. That is what we want, right? Am I right? And that's why I know, that's why you have come attending this seminar. Because you are just like me. I want that power. I want that power. So, why? Why is it that we don't, we don't find that power? We are very little of it. Very little of it. And we are going to our first session. We just know why. And Ellen asks the same question. The book, Desire of Ages, page 823, he said, let's read together, everybody. The gospel still possesses the same power. And why should we not today witness the same results? So this is the question asked by the prophets, asked by the songwriter, and asked by Ellen G. White. He said, the gospel still possesses the same power. The problem is not with the gospel. The gospel that we are preaching now is the same gospel preached by Paul, preached by Peter. When he preached for 10 minutes, 3000 were baptized. We may preach for 10 days and uh, few are baptized. Why? What is what is the difference? The gospel still possesses the same power. And why should we not today? witness the same results. You know, someone has defined insanity as what? Keep doing the same thing and expect to get uh, different results. So, we need to do things differently. But we need to know first the cause, the root cause of this lack of power among us, in us. Why? You know, like a doctor, a medical doctor, physician, he needs to know first. And then, later on, he will prescribe. So, the first session is to know what is the problem. But we know first that we don't have it. If we read the Bible, you read the Old Testament, you read the New Testament, and compared with what is going on now, yes, we see... Mighty things going on. We praise the Lord. But if you really compare the two, what happened then and what is happening now, we must honestly acknowledge that there is a big difference, a big contrast. But that is not the plan of God. It's not the plan of God that it should be like that. Let's continue. In the Old Testament, you see them, uh, by the way, you can, uh, we'll find a way for you to have this. So don't worry if you cannot catch, catch up with writing all the verses. We'll find a way to, for you to get, uh, if, you, if you wish, uh, to get the notes. Right? Okay. You see, when we, uh, when we read the Bible, we are not going to uh, go uh, one by one. Like Samson before he messed up. Powerful. The Holy Spirit just took over. And you know the story already. He was so powerful. And he was used by God in a mighty way. So, before he messed up as well, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And David and Gideon, all of them in the Old Testament, they were filled with power. Power from above. So, it is, it is real. Micah, he was aware. This one we are going to read. As for me, I am filled with power. I am filled with power. He was not boasting. He was just telling the truth. <laughs> he was just telling the truth. He said, as for me, I am filled with power with the spirit of the Lord and with justice and might and uh, the original word means also courage heroism to declare to Israel his sin so he said I have the power I am filled with the power with the, the Holy Spirit the spirit of the Lord we too and that is our aim at the end of this seminar and we will be able to say humbly by the grace of God like Micah, as for me I am filled with power with the spirit of the Lord but we cannot say that now yes, we are happy that the Lord is working but we must admit that if we compare if the Bible is the standard then we must admit that what we read is not happening now, right now. Do you agree with me? Amen. Okay, let's continue then since you agree. If you didn't, then we'd have stopped and talked more about that. Anyway, and then the hand of the Lord. They too, they said, the term the hand of the Lord is to express God's spirit resting upon a person whether in grace or power. When we read that term, that phrase to say the hand of the Lord it is, the meaning is justice. God's spirit rest upon, upon us. And in the Bible they talked about this several times. For example, Israel He said, the hand of the Lord was with me and with us. And then Nehemiah as well. The hand of the Lord was with Nehemiah. So Nehemiah felt this. Our wish that we can also say, the hand of the Lord is with me. Upon me. Meaning his power. We need this power not to boast but power to be, I repeat again, and power to do. This is what we want. You see, um, one thing God does not want to share because we cannot handle it, and that is his glory. All the time God said, no, the glory is mine. But one thing he likes to share is power. He likes to share is power. When Jesus said that you will receive power but glory God does not want us to get the glory because it will destroy us. We cannot handle it. But the unfortunate thing is this. What God does not want to share we want. We want all the credits, want all the glory but what God wants to share which is power We are not, sometimes we are not very eager to wrestle for that, to get back this power. And that's why we are here. We are not interested in getting the glory, we are interested in getting the power of God. The power of God. So, Nehemiah, Israel, they said, Yes, the hand of God is upon me, upon us. And that will be also. Because Jesus Christ, he really wants us to have this power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it said, But ye will receive what? Power. Jesus Christ. So it is, not on, it is not at all in the intention of Jesus Christ that we will lack power. His plan is that we will have power. He said, you will receive power because he knew that without the power of God, we can't be and we can't do. So he said, okay, I'm giving you this task, but I'm assuring you I will also provide the power to do it. But sometimes we just take the task, but we are not mindful to get the power and we are struggling. That is the challenge. Jesus Christ even said, let's read together. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Let's stop right there. Just think of this. You know, many times we try to edit the Bible. To say, well, uh, it does not really mean that. Uh, this you cannot take this really at face value. Some people say. He said, wait a minute, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. Just think of this. You take any passage in the scripture telling about what Jesus did and try to apply this. And he said, anyone, he said, You will Do what I have been doing. So you will be preached like Jesus. You will be preaching like Jesus. Sorry. And you will work like Jesus. And you will do mighty things like Jesus. Do you think that is the meaning of this? Or do you have another meaning? What do you think? Jesus said it. And when Jesus said, I tell you the truth. That is the version of Amen, meaning I mean business, I mean this thing. Jesus wants, because this is a hard truth to accept,
1: our mind
0: uh, kind of resisting. He said, no, 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 it cannot be true. I don't think Jesus really means that. So Jesus said, okay, wait a minute, I will prefix this with Amen. I tell you the truth. He said, take me seriously, I'm telling you the truth. This thing we need not to doubt, Jesus said. When I say it, believe in it. That Jesus was saying, whatever you are seeing me doing now, you will do it. You will do it. This is good news. It's possible. Jesus Christ himself said it. He did not even ask Peter to say it. himself, he said, listen, I tell you the truth, Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. But Jesus did not stop right there. Even if he stopped right there, it would have been wonderful already. But Jesus said, you will do even what? Greater things than this because I am going to the Father. Think of this. So when we talk about this power... This is biblical. And it is the plan of God that you and I will have this power. But unfortunately, we are not willing to pay the price to get that power. And that's why today and tomorrow, by the grace of God, we will do everything to get that power available. Available. So. We, we need to understand that it is indeed the plan of, of God. And then, it is not only for the twelve. Maybe, uh, maybe you are thinking, oh, that is, he talked to the twelve. No, even the seventy, the seventy disciples, he, they got also the power But let me go back to this one. He said, anyone. Anyone means anyone, right? (laughs) Anyone is anyone. He said, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. And uh, uh, when it is said here, you will do even greater things than this. Greater means greater. So, it is true. Okay, now, for the seventy and the 70 returned again with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name and he said to them i saw so fall like satan fall like lightning from heaven behold i give you the authority in another version the power i give thee the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, this is, this is power. Sometimes we are afraid of such verse, uh, such verse. He said, no, maybe that is for Pentecostal. He said, this is not for Adventists. This verse is not for Adventists. This is for charismatic. So don't use it. No, this is in the Bible. We just need to know how to interpret it not to do uh, like they are doing, but it is in the Bible. We have, when you study the spirit of prophecy and the Bible, we, we too, we, we need to have this power. This is biblical. This is the Bible. It said, power over the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see the power? The power to be, and the power to do. Okay. And with greater power. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. Great power. And then in Acts chapter 5, verse 12 and 14, it's saying, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, both men and women. The power, power to be and power to do. Okay. And here is, then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. This is the report. So they had the power to overcome and the power to win many souls. Can you think of this situation? That all of us here, we go out of of this convention and we will preach for 10 minutes and we baptize 3,000 each. What do you think? Is that possible? Or it is only for the disciples? It is possible. And not only possible. But God wants it that way. God wants it that way. Not only we are not here to convince God to do that. We are here to be convinced by God. That God wants it that way. If we just believe. Paul and power. He said to this end. I will so labor. Striving according to his working. With, with, which works in me. Mightily. He's not boasting. He's just telling the truth. He said Jesus Christ. Is working mightily within me. If you see those epistles. Written by, by Paul. It, it is because of the power of God. If you see, you read about what Paul did, it is because of the power of God. And which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of what? Of his power. So in the Bible, the Bible talks about this power because it is essential. It is, this is what we need. The power of the gospel. Let's continue. To us as well. Whatever is written in Acts chapter 3 verse 19 whatever is written for the promise is to you and to your children. Meaning us. We are the children of those early church members. He said for the promise is to you. And to your children. And to all who are afar off. That is us. As many as the Lord our God will call. And God is calling us. So the power is for you. And for me. It is not only for them. It is for us. So the power is for us. And here. Desire of Ages. Page 832. The promise is as far-reaching as the commission. Meaning, you put the two together. Promise. Okay, the commission, the great commission. What is the great commission? It is to to preach. Okay, by the way, I'm not preaching. We are, we are studying together, so feel free to respond. Okay. Um, if you put the two together, great commission and... The power, the promised power What the spirit of prophecy says is this There will be no shortages of power As long as the commission stands The power also stands So there will be no, no difference No shortages of power he said the promise is as far reaching as a commission. The promise is just as strong and trustworthy now as in the days of the apostles. So it is it is powerful, it is trustworthy now as it was in the days of the apostles. And it is not only the same but more. He said these sins, sins, events, are to be repeated and with greater power. So the events we will do, I'm going to give you some warm uh, warm work uh, reading, meaning the book of Acts. You go and read the book of Acts and read it through this this statement, he said these scenes, these events are to be repeated. So you say, okay, Act Chapter One. I did this. I decided. They said, okay, uh, let me believe what I read. You know, sometimes we uh, we read things and we are saying, okay, let me filter this down. And f- filter this. Maybe this one, I I should not take it. Uh, too much into it. But I said, no, uh, I, uh, I refuse to be- believe that way. He said, when it is said, these things are to be repeated, I must believe it. Amen. Right? It is written. We believe in the spirit of prophecy. When it is said, these things are to be repeated, He said, okay, let me do some exercise. Go, I went to the book of Acts and read chapter 1. Chapter 2, chapter 3, and on and on. He said, wow, these sins, this chapter 1, this chapter 2, will be repeated. But not only that, he said, and what? With greater power. So now, I need to do some mental exercise to say, okay, not only these things will be repeated but intensified. So, if, if Peter preached, preached, uh, and 3,000 people were baptized, when you preach, it must be more than that. Am I right? If I read this, or shall we edit this? Change it a bit to suit our understanding, our our way of thinking in the 21st century. Were this still valid, right? I believe this is true because this is about the end of time. This is about the end of time. It is not about the past. Are to be repeated and this one year. Isn't this in future? When it is said, but the latter rain will be more not worse will be in the future and future is now so it is now not tomorrow not next year of course next year will be tomorrow so <laughs> tomorrow next year will be tomorrow and for us actually its it will be even tonight <laughs> so uh, not in the distant future but now He said the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of the Pentecost was the former rain, but the latter rain will be more abundant. I like that. I praise the Lord. He said, wow, it is not only in the Old Testament. It is not only in the New Testament, but even now, and even more than that, it will be more. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited. When I think of this, this power of God that he has promised, it is for now. Okay. In the future, the great work of the gospel is not to close with less manifestation of the power of God than marks its opening. So it's a promise. It is in the book, Great Controversy. We may think, wow, Acts chapter 1, chapter 2. This is wonderful. By the way, I really believe in this. Last year, I said, well, I'm going to ask God to do this. So I talked to one of the unions in our division. He said, listen, uh, would you um, agreeable uh, for me to... Uh, conduct an evangelistic campaign in the capital city, Lusaka in Zambia. We would like the power of God, what is written in the book of Acts, and also what is written in the spirit of prophecy to be fulfilled. So said our goal is to surpass 3,000 baptism, and we prayed said, Lord, please help us to prove that this is still true. Not only written in a book somewhere, but it is alive. It is true. You see, when you put goals, we will talk about that during our last session, about uh, how we are going to win so many souls. Um, So keep on coming. Uh, It is better not to come today than not to come tomorrow. Uh, and this, uh, the following sessions. We will talk about these things, but we, we prayed, said, Lord, we really want to believe what is written. Not to edit, not to change it a bit, not to modernize it in quotes, but to, to take it. This is the word of God. And to God be the glory. God has done it. Toward the end of our campaign, Uh, 3,058 were baptized. More. He said the prophecies which were fulfilled in the outpouring of the former reign at the opening of the gospel are again to be fulfilled in the latter reign at its close. And then this year, again, he said, no, uh, that was just 58 more. We want more than 58, more than 3,000. So we went to another country, Angola. Said, Lord, we just want you to prove that you are still powerful. So we went there. We prayed a lot of prayer. We'll talk a lot about prayer, how to have your prayer answered. And uh, we'll talk also about how uh, to have our faith increased. Uh, those are the topics that we are going to talk about. Faith, uh, to have our faith stronger, and also uh, to have our prayers answered. You know, when you read in the Bible, uh, if you try to study, study the Bible, all the prayers in the Bible, you will realize that uh, the yes, the answer yes is the norm, and the no is the exception. This is what I've I've discovered. If you study all the prayers in the Bible, from the, the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, you see that it is a pattern, the answer no. Yes, yes is a pattern. Only few spikes, only few exceptions, no. One of them is the prayer of Paul. God said no to that. But that was not the pattern of the prayer of Paul. So, yes is the pattern, and no is the exception. Unfortunately, sometimes for us, it is the reverse. No is almost the pattern, and yes is kind of exceptions. And we are so happy when we have few answered prayers that we testify a lot about it. But we, we want, by his grace, to study the Bible, to reverse that, that our prayers also. Yes will be the pattern. And few no's. Not many no's. Yeah. I was just wondering what prayer you were referring to that was said now. to. Pardon? What prayer was it that you were saying, said was answered now? For Paul. Yes. Which one? The one that is prayed four times. The phone in the flesh. Yes. And Paul, God said, no, no, no. For that one, uh, don't ever ask it again. I'm I'm not going to entertain that request. That is an exception for Paul. Uh, So uh, definitely we'll have some no answers because we are not God. (laughs) So, uh, but it should not be many no's. I will will tell you the secret. I will tell you I've studied many hours for this and praying. And uh, uh, I want to share the little I know about it. It is just a thrilling. I will talk about this tomorrow. Uh, but this is just uh, uh, just to tell you, give you a little taste of it. But we prayed for the evangelistic campaign in, in Angola. Uh, said, Lord, you have blessed us last year. But this year, this happened this year. Uh, this year, we really want to glorify your name. We want you to do mighty things. And the Lord has blessed us. For God be the glory. Almost 6,000 were baptized. And you know what? We have also started a program that we call Fishers of Man. Follow me and I will make you Fishers of Man. We'll talk a little bit about that during our last last session will be Power to Evangelize. Power to Evangelize. I'm just giving you some few things. Kind of a preview. Um, So, we, we have started this program, Fishers of Man. Meaning, right away, after the baptism, we train them to win souls. So not only they remain, but they become evangelists. We, don't want, we are not just interested in number. Uh, but we are interested in both quality and quantity. So we train them right away. We baptize them, the Sabbath. And then the following day, the newly baptized... All of you, tomorrow come at 9 o'clock. We are going to learn how to win souls. And you know it is just an interesting thing. The newly baptized, they don't go for one, one soul. No. They want to baptize the entire village. (laughs) And uh, that is the time for us to catch them before they lose that zeal. And we'll talk more about that as well. So... Uh, we baptized them, almost 6,000, and we trained them to win souls. And they are winning souls now. And uh, we, we had what we call uh, the Sabbath, Sabbath of fishers of man. That Sabbath, it was only to baptize those newly baptized, the people worn by the newly baptized. Said, we are not going to baptize other people. Uh, we will baptize you later on or before. But for this Sabbath, only the, those souls won by the newly baptized this year. In Angola, it was about 14,000 were baptized. By the newly baptized. So this is powerful. And uh, I would like us to have this experience. When we, when we go out of this seminar, we will not be the same again. We'll have this experience. Um, there are many things the Lord has done. I will share as we go. I will weave into my presentations those uh, experiences that, uh, that will help us uh, to grow. And that is for the glory of God. Because God has done it. It's not me. Not me. The team. It's the Holy Spirit. Baptizing. 6,000. Um, it's God. It's God. Not me. Uh, God has done it. So, this is true. I have experienced this and it is true this year. He said here, yeah, the great work of the gospel is not to close with less manifestation of the power of God than marked its opening. The prophecy which were fulfilled in the outpouring of the former rain at the opening of the gospel are again to be fulfilled in the latter reign at its close. So it is not at all in God's agenda that will have reduced power. What is going on now? It's not according to the plan of God. God wants us to do more than the early church. You see, Billy Graham went to England and preached. Preached. And you know, jealousy. Some of the preachers they were jealous uh, of, uh, jealous of, of uh, what God has done through Billy Graham. And they started to write nasty things on the newspapers. They said, you know, one of the headlines was like this: "said Oh, it is just unfortunate that Billy Graham had to fly from America to London." To bring back the church 200 200 years. He said he has come to just to bring back the church 200 years back. And then Billy Graham said oh, I only managed to bring back the church 200 years. My intention was to bring back the church 2,000 years ago. This is the plan of God. For us to experience the power of the early church and not only to experience what they experienced but to experience more than what they experienced. It is written about us. This is prophecy and prophecy is defined as history written ahead of time. So, this will happen. Our time is almost up. Plan of God. For you will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. The plan of God is that the work must be done fast, quickly, not slowly. The way It is going now. It is so slow. If there is no change, we'll be here for the next 150 years or even more. It's not according to the plan of God. In Testimonies, Volume 5, page 754, the swiftness of lightning represents the speed with which this work will finally go forward to completion. The plan of God, is must, it must be swift, like lightning, fast. And it happened with the early church. In one generation, they preached the gospel. Just one generation with their limitation. And it is said in Christ's object lesson, quickly, the last great harvest will be ripened and Christ would come to gather the precious grain. Quickly. Swiftly. And that can be done only with power. So I want to conclude this one. We will continue with why. The next session. But you remember almost the allegation of Isaiah. He said, God, wake up. What is going on? We are not seeing we are not seeing what we are reading in the Bible. Why? You need to do more. And God replies. Oh, uh, wrong way. Yes. Here, the same book Isaiah chapter 51, verse 17. God said, Wait a minute, Isaiah. Before you blame me, I want to share something with you. The problem is not me. I'm not sleeping. I don't slumber. I'm awake. But it's you. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. Oh, Jerusalem, the holy city. God is saying, I'm not sleeping. You are. The problem is not me. It's Zion. The problem is not me. It's Jerusalem. He said, why we don't see the power now? We are sleeping. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. You know, when someone sleeps, he is not exercising power. Have you seen someone except those uh, sleep walking? They are walking, but even that they cannot really carry heavy load. Heavy load when they sleep walking. But under normal circumstances, when you sleep, you don't act. You are there. Why no power? because we are sleeping. We may walk like sleepwalking, but we don't have really the power. So, God says to Isaiah, don't blame me. I'm not sleeping at all. I'm not old. I can still do what I did in the past. Yes, I helped the children of Israel to cross the Red Sea. No boat, no bridge. I can still do that now if it is needed. But you, Jerusalem, awake. Awake. Stand up, O Jerusalem. Awake, awake. Put on your strength. That is one of the reasons. But during our uh, second session, we'll go deep into our practical lives. What? makes us losing power. What is the reason? What are the things in our lives that make us losing this power? What is it? And then we'll go into the uh, next phase of it. Why? What do we need to do to get rid of those things? Those are excess languages. Those are poison, burdens in our lives. We need to get rid of them all. We need not to go home with those. They must be buried here. And we'll have a prayer session for that. We will have a prayer session to bury all those burdens so that when when we go, we will travel light. We will not be burdened with so many suitcases and bags (laughs) <laughs> and then when, you, when the connection is tight, you will be in trouble. But uh, if you travel light, you can't even run. <laughs> you can run and you will catch your flight. We will go home traveling light. Not with those excess languages that we really uh, encumbering us. But uh, for now, we would like us to pray. As I promised, this will not just be an intellectual exercise. Yes, we will use our minds a lot, but we will spend also a lot of time on our knees. This is a seminar about power. And power is always linked with prayer. So we, we cannot think of a seminar like this if we don't spend enough time on our knees. So um, be ready for the power of God. Not only to understand, but to experience it. But i like to keep time since we'll have another session. We will continue just uh, uh, after the break. We'll continue on knowing the, the details. Some of the things, practical things in life in the 21st century that makes us really loaded and burdened and and we cannot move fast because of those things. I would like you to come back and uh, if uh, some of the people you feel that uh, they are still looking for seminar uh, and they have not decided yet, you can ask them also uh, to come and uh, enjoy. We will spend a lot of time are praying and asking God. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.